Welcome back to Sustaining Craft, the podcast that features the stories of those in creative industries. I'm Elizabeth Silverstein, and I have with me today Adrian Quintanar. Hi, Adrian. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain what you do? So I am a full-time ceramic artist. Um, I'm a studio potter, actually. I make pottery, um, functional pottery, uh, as opposed to um, sculptural ceramics. Um, I'm currently the resident artist at the Arkansas Art Center. I've been here making pots for about close to two years um, and I've been making pottery for about four years now. Wonderful and I wanted to talk briefly about how we met because we met at the Stones Throw Brewing Company right. block party <laughs> and I have an eight-year-old nephew and he kind of went into your booth uh, like a, a bull in a china shop and your wife was so nice about it she's <laughs> like it's actually everything's a little more sturdier than it looks like you know it's not the end of the world if something does happen um, and I was just struck by both of your kindness about my nephew and um, you had your three little kids yeah playing. it might have helped because we have three yes. little kids <laughs> our own, of our own so I'm used to my breakable things <laughs> um, well let's um, rewind just a little bit how do so you've been creating for a long time Yes. And where are you mm -hmm. from originally? I'm originally from Fort Worth, Texas. Um, that's where I was born and raised. I grew up there. I lived in Fort Worth till I was 26. Mm -hmm. um, so how did that start? Because there's always some sort of moment or something that kind of gets you started on a creative journey. What was that process for you? Um, well, I think it started really early in my childhood. Um, I played music, and I think that's where... I, I always kind of knew I was going to be a maker or a creator of, of art. Um, I was a huge band nerd all through middle school and high school, um, and that was what I went to college for the first time um, on a, a music scholarship. So, what did what instrument did you play? I played woodwind instruments, primarily clarinet, mm -hmm. but I did some saxophone in college as well. And then from and you still play. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I do play music. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you went from music to photography? Well, not exactly. <laughs> um, I, I worked in the dental lab industry, so I actually did ceramics for about 12 years okay. before I went to art school. So um, at the time, I knew nothing of pottery or anything else, and um, that job just kind of fell in my lap. But my job title was ceramicist for many years I was making teeth out of porcelain oh. Yeah. oh wow okay <laughs> so that's that was a more practical application yes like actually providing people with teeth yes okay mm -hmm. um, so you started doing that what made you decide to switch that up a little bit well um, along the way I met my wife and, and what was her name? Sarah Sarah Quintanar um, yeah and I met her in Fort Worth she's originally from South Louisiana um, she was an undergrad and we started dating then she got into grad school and I followed her to Louisiana to LSU in Baton Rouge so we lived there for five years and um, after she received her PhD I decided to go back to school after she got her first teaching job I went to back to school for art and I did photography 
And what did she get her PhD in? Um, economics. Okay. Yeah, and that's what brought us to Little Rock. Mm-hmm. She, her first teaching position was at UALR, okay. the University of Arkansas in Little Rock. That was another thing that kind of struck me that Sarah did have a PhD and you're in a very creative in- industry, so there's a little bit of a... Yeah, opposites. Yeah. yeah it, it, the whole opposites attract thing really worked for us. Like numbers <laughs> and economics is, yeah, very different from like... Yeah, very different. Your heart and soul and <laughs> seeing what happens. That's right. So you went back to school and um, got your photography degree? I did. Okay. And it was during those years that I took a pottery class. Okay. And you're like, oh, this feels familiar, but very different right. from making tea. Right. I, I, had an, uh, I knew that there was a chance I was going to really um, have a knack for it, mm-hmm. just because I worked with my hands for so long mm-hmm. um, and with porcelain. Um, so I understood the material, I, I felt, really well. So... Once I took that pottery class, it just, yeah, it clicked right away. And I finished that photo degree, but I continued making pots after. Okay. And there was something that struck me on your website. You, um, the phrasing was, is it beautiful? How did you come up? Because that's what guides your creative process. Absolutely. Okay. So how did you come up with that? What what uh, resonates with you about following that question? Wow. Great question. Um well, I think that is what draws people to something tangible. And I really just want to contribute beauty um, to the world. I know that sounds mm-hmm. kind of cheesy, mm-hmm. um, but I think that's my goal mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes the world a better place. If, if we want to go super cliche, like they say, earth without art is eh, right? Like we need to be able, <laughs> we consume with yes. our eyes first right? and kind of drawn to the process and mm-hmm. other artists had mentioned about how art is this vessel for contemplation so you, it starts with looking at it right and then you can mm-hmm. kind of take a step in whatever that says to you there's nothing wrong and beauty looks different to different people absolutely um but that i think that is the importance of art and why we need all different styles and personalities because we kind of we can we look first and then we take a step in and go deeper and mm-hmm. that's something i've been realizing about my own writing recently is my first instinct isn't always the correct one and the first in- instinct is probably what most people think of but when you take a step past that that's when you can start to create a little bit deeper and go yes. a little bit more right that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the creative process the creative process yeah <laughs> I, I love it yeah um, <laughs> great um so you came to little rock in 2012 is that right that sounds right yeah okay. i think so we've been here six years i know for sure okay and so let's talk a little bit about the challenges of doing what you do so i'm sure it's not easy i'm sure there are people that try to be encouraging but don't quite say encouraging things (laughs) right um just the actual um learning of the tools uh, like the pottery wheel that that's very difficult um and it takes a long time it really is a tool um and learning how to work with your hands with the material that's almost uncontrollable you know at times and um it takes a lot of patience because the process is so long in making pottery. It could take weeks. Um, so can we go back to the question? Sure, <laughs> I kind yes. I got lost in that thought. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> um, and we can kind of delve into that a little bit more. So I, you just 
brought me on this beautiful tour of the studio space and it's amazing here but i saw the beginner pottery like what yeah. they were making it's kind of fragmented it's it's super rough and then mm-hmm. you look at the more advanced and it's very smooth and very intricate so there is this this learning process that happens but the whole thing takes a long time you mentioned it takes yes. it can take up to three weeks and what goes yeah. into that process well um after a piece is made um, which sometimes it takes drawing sketches and things like that to to come up with the form that you want to make mm-hmm. um, but once you make the form out of clay it it, could, it has to dry mm-hmm. um, before it is fired in a kiln and and is that because if it's if it's not completely dry it's a structural issue like, yes okay. um, if that moisture when it as it leaves the clay mm-hmm. if it is rushed it'll crack in the kiln so mm-hmm. it has to be bone dry that's what we call it um, when all the moisture is out of the pot and that takes days it gets fired that takes a couple days um, and after that first firing you it has to be glazed and then put into a high fire gas kiln okay so after have. the glaze it has to get fired again fired again okay. yeah and here at the art center we have a couple really large kilns and they have to be entirely full before we can fire it and it can take weeks for that thing to get filled up with all the the students work and mm-hmm. um, instructors work do you you can fill a few thousand pieces in the kiln i'd say a couple thousand a couple yeah. thousand okay depending on the size yeah and you're ha- always having classes and so people are creating things but it's not no one's in here making a couple hundred pieces a day no okay. not at all yeah <laughs> there's no production potters here um we have some really serious potters here, though, that do make quite a bit of work. But even with them cranking things out, it takes a long time to fill the kiln and get it fired. Mm-hmm. And those larger kilns, that firing process could be up to five days. So, yeah, yeah weeks go by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's all it's an extensive process. Um, what are some of the other like some of the challenges that you've you faced? So it it does there's a learning curve. You went from music mm-hmm. to photography to you know throwing and you had to learn how to do that and how to yes. shape the clay are there, mm-hmm. are there other challenges you faced sure um there's a lot of things um we had children mm-hmm. while i was studying we moved to little rock with a one-year-old mm-hmm. and during the four years that i was getting my fine arts degree we had two more children mm-hmm. that was very difficult i'm not sure why we chose to do that but <laughs> <laughs> it worked out we had a plan and we stuck to it (laughs) so that was really really hard at times Um, because my wife works full-time I was in school full-time and of course having a baby is very difficult Mm -hmm. I look back on it and I'm not sure how we managed (laughs) Um, there's a lot of juggling yeah Um, nobody's sleeping (laughs) yeah and also I think it it was scary making this decision um, to try to fulfill this dream of becoming an artist, Mm -hmm. a full-time artist, because I didn't know if I was going to be good enough. Or Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of self-doubt, especially when you go back to school a little later in life um, and you have a family. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of doubt, a lot of, it was scary. So that was really difficult. And then there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of really talented artists out there and the position that I'm in here at, at the Art Center, this resident artist position, um, it's wonderful. It's amazing. This is a dream for me. Mm-hmm. But 
there aren't many positions like this and mm-hmm. there are so many artists out there yeah. you know kind of fighting for these jobs so yeah. it's tough yeah let's talk about that for a second um there's a couple things i want to touch on but the first how did you how did you get the resident position here at the art center well there's a application process mm-hmm. so specifically you know you have to submit a portfolio with images and um have a, a letter of intent and you have to have a website and everything established um you had to have an arts degree so mm-hmm. first you have to go to college to even be considered for these positions and get a, an arts degree. And then after that application fee, uh, application process, which I know there are many other applicants, um, I had to come in and interview. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a long process. It's yeah. kind of scary. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, it's yeah, like so it's, you're cool. applying for a job, essentially. Oh, definitely, yeah. But there's a lot more that goes into it. Like someone just applying for a job is just the resume. and then This is like you have to show your finished work and your website and everything. Yeah, so. definitely. So there's a lot, a lot yeah. to it. Well, and then you've also had some other recognition. Um, you've gotten some scholarships. Um, I noticed the, the Lewis mm-hmm. and Debbie May. Uh, Lori Grimes, Friends of the Arts. So you've had some other other things that have happened that kind of have affirmed you that yeah, you're on the right path. that's what really kept me going mm-hmm. through those years in school um, because I did well. Mm-hmm. I did well, and it was noticed. Mm-hmm. So that really did push me. Mm-hmm. Um, it let me know that I was on the right path, like you said. Are those did um, was your art kind of selected, or did you have to apply for the scholarships? What did that process look like? Let's see. I think I applied for those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but again, those I the oh the faculty and staff had to choose ultimately though who got them as well mm-hmm. after you applied. So that was another reaffirmation. Yeah. Um, being chosen, you know, knowing that my the faculty and staff had. The university thought I also deserved them. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is. It's a big deal. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about too was the technical side. I wanted to talk about the technical side of creating. So I've really only had one other artist in this whole interview series that is that has said to me like, "Well, I, I really fought to be here," and she has an arts degree too. A lot of times in the creative field, someone just says, well, I'm going to do it, and they go do it. And sometimes it works yeah. out, and sometimes it doesn't. So let's talk about that for a second. You've studied really hard. You've practiced really hard. And that's a different thing. You have a degree in it. That's a different thing from someone like, oh, I'm just going to give it a shot and like go through a right. see what happens. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk about that. Um, how do you feel about that kind of creative process um, and looking at all the work that you've put into it? Well, although I don't feel like it's entirely necessary to be a successful artist, having a degree and, and going that route. Um, I think it's really important to to really appreciate the, the craftsmanship and, and do studying beyond um, what you might see online or something that, that makes you just feel like this is interesting enough to go try it once or twice. Um, it took me years. Like I said, I started out in photography and it took years to to really hone in on my abilities and and find something that I really loved, you know. And I think you, you're extremely lucky if you happen to find something interesting, just try it once, fall in love with it, and it and then you become successful. Like, no, that's 
highly unlikely. So the route of getting your education in it and looking into the history of all these things and studying artists and and everything is only going to make you a better artist. So I think it's very important. And I think it'll make you a more well-rounded artist as well, getting an education in it. And I do, like those overnight success stories, I think I might have mentioned this before on the podcast, are, can be interesting, but that's not a normal journey. Um, and so yeah. you have you have three different degrees and three different disciplines, right? And well, I don't have the, the music degree. Okay, but. okay. So at least two and <laughs> yes. two different, and you, you were a yes. musician for a long time. So over that process, there there's things you learn and, th- and things you try, and it, it helps to round out who you are as a person and figure out what you want to do um, and also... I think when you, it doesn't, it's not necessarily a failure if you don't pursue something as a career, um, but you've tried it. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So something I've kind of encountered is that there's a need to to protect creativity. Like I've, I found when I tell some people that I'm a writer, they tell, they like to tell me the stories of the people that have failed as a writer, or they like to, you know, kind of be like, oh, wow, you make a living at it, or, or just things like that. Is that something you've encountered, even though you are successful, you have this this resident position? Is that something you've encountered at all? Uh, to be honest, I feel like I've been met with a lot of positivity. Oh, that's wonderful. From, from everyone, um, especially my wife, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, that's something else that has kept me going mm-hmm. I think people want to see me succeed so what more mm-hmm. could I ask for yeah yeah so mm-hmm. that's great and then so you do you sell your art um, your pottery at different you had a booth is that something you do a lot at different um, before the residency position mm-hmm. yes um, okay. I'd say all last year I did mm-hmm. um, I, I did I was a vendor at uh, art shows and, and art walks and things like that. Mm-hmm. I was doing it maybe once a month and also selling my pottery at some local businesses around town. So, okay. And you got the residency um, in 2017? It's for 2018. So it just started Oh, okay. So this January. is very new. Yeah, okay. very new. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, and so you don't, now with, that, with the residency, you don't sell as much. Is it more managed to the art center? How does that work? It is. So the position, it's a full-time job. I'm getting paid full-time here. I work 35 hours, and it's divided up um, between teaching, um, studio work, and then my own personal practice. Um, so the majority of my time is, is, is in teaching and learning how to how a, a large facility like this runs. And... Um, learning the ins and outs of that and fixing things, you know, Mm -hmm. some manual labor going on Mm because things break in a big studio with, you know, we have over 200 students here and Mm -hmm. so things get worn out and yeah, a lot of problem solving Mm -hmm. and I'm, I just don't have as much time to make, but it's okay because I'm getting paid now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That pressure's off a little bit. Yes. Having to produce. And you're under Beth Lambert, who's the chair. Yes, Beth okay. Lambert's the chair here. And you both do you both teach? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. How many are there other teachers too? Um, yeah, yeah. There's several other teachers um, because we teach adult and children's classes, you know, Monday through Saturday, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We even have Saturday classes. So you said about 200 students a week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, is that how many classes does that end up being? Um, we do two a day, mm-hmm. roughly. So there's ten. I'd say eleven classes with Saturday things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I teach three. Okay. Beth teaches one. I think we have maybe six other instructors here. Okay. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah. yeah. And do you have to be a member of the art center to take the classes, or you can just do a drop-in style? No, anyone can can come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, being a member gives you a discount on your tuition and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But anyone can take these classes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's great, Adrian. What are you currently working on? So currently, um, I've been working on a body of work um, that is ultimately going to be my my end of the residency show that's going to happen here in the museum and it's going to be a functional pottery show um, and I've been experimenting with colored clays Um, I want the show to be really bright and colorful Uh, I've been making my own clay and mixing up my own slips which are colorful slips that are applied on the surface and what are slips Um, they're essentially clay that has a, a lot of water in it, so it's kind of a paste that mm-hmm. can be painted on okay. the surface as a, a surface design or texture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still experimenting a lot with the slips, the colorful slips, um, and even the clay. Uh, and um, I've had a lot of failures recently with after the firings losing the colors. Mm-hmm. I could show you tons of tests of little white cups that are supposed to be purple and pink and blue. And Mm -hmm. um, it's actually been, um, I've been working on this process close to four months now. And I really finally think that I've come upon a a direction of my work. And I haven't so much thought about the forms yet. Um, Like I said, I want it to be functional. So... Of course, there'll be bottles and and jars and cups and possibly bowls. But there's so many um, design elements and uh, um, to choose from. So I need to do a lot of brainstorming and drawing and sketching for those things. But I think it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be very colorful yeah. if it all goes well. <laughs> is it is it the color something you can also do with a glaze, or you you want the clay itself to be the color? It can be done with glaze, but I think there's some real beauty in having the the actual clay body mm-hmm. being colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it it creates an aesthetic that's really unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many pieces are will you have in the show altogether? Um, I'm not sure about that. I'll probably make hundreds of pots and then pick from those. Okay. And so. will your work be available for purchase at the show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that'll be in December? It's not going to be until March, actually. Okay. Yeah. So. And the residency is for over a year, then? How long? It's it? for this. Um, it ends at the end of the year. Okay. Um, I'm just on the calendar for the gallery space that I have. Gotcha. It's in gotcha. March. So. <laughs> um, what's next for you after the residency? I have a couple options I guess really it's I don't know (laughs) that's the real answer I don't know Um, but I I'll need a studio space to work in I have a small home studio Um, I do not have a high fire kiln so I'll need a studio space with a kiln which is here at the art center so I could continue making pots here Um, just take a class and use a studio space I guess Um, or start building my own hoop 
home studio. Uh, that's the next thing to do, the next big thing. Yeah, well, and so getting a kiln, they don't have to all be as big as the ones here at the Art Center. No, they don't, but it'd be great to have one. <laughs> They're very expensive, it, though, yeah. so yeah. Um, yeah, I have to figure all that out. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was all the questions I had. Was there anything else you wanted to share? Um, no, but I would like to say to support local artists. Um, there's a lot of them in Little Rock that work very hard, very prolifically, and are very talented. So, And what does support look like? Is it, It's not always buying something, even though that would be ideal, but sometimes it's just sharing their work. What are yeah, some absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Sharing things online. Nowadays, it's, every artist has to have um, social media. Mm-hmm. So share them on Instagram, on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, give them a like. Um, yeah, <laughs> give them a like. Mm-hmm. All that helps. Yeah. Well, speaking of social media, where can people find you and your work online? Um, I use Instagram most these days. It's KidAQ. You're just going to see my children and pottery. That's all it is. (laughs) And really, that's all my life is. (laughs) And then you have a website as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. AdrianQuintanar.com. Perfect. And then on Facebook? I'm on Facebook as well. Adrian Quintanar Art. Perfect. Anywhere else? I think that's all. I think that's it. Great. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure talking with you. It was fun. Thank you, Elizabeth. This has been Sustaining Craft with Elizabeth Silverstein, and it would not be possible without some friends. Audio editing by Joshua Kurtz, original artwork by Morgan of The Inkling Girl, and original music by Jim Chiago of Nomad Neighbors. Catch him playing around Denver most weekends, and find more of his music on iTunes and Spotify with 7 Second Chance. Adrian, before we sign off, do you have any advice for others who might be considering pursuing a creative field like yours? Don't stop. Um, it can be kind of scary, and that's a normal feeling for this line of work. Uh, just don't stop making. Okay.